it is the sensation that takes over with seconds left in the game, the moment in which time dilates and pupils widen, when focus and attention to detail are on high order, the moment when execution must exceed expectation. Reputations are on the line. Legacy is on the line. Destiny is on the line. It is the atmosphere in which make it or break it moments are born. I've got a word that we need to explore and a word with Anthony Walker. Pressure. Noun. Continuous physical force exerted on or against an object by something in contact with it. The use of persuasion, influence, or intimidation to make someone do something. Verb. Attempt to persuade or coerce someone into doing something. We've heard the cliches. Pressure is what bursts pipes, or pressure is what turns a lump of coal into a diamond. And those cliches are mostly true. And we usually hear those quotes in a pressure-filled context, such as crunch time in a game. But the reality is, pressure is all around us and even inside of us. One major example, your heart muscle uses pressure to pump blood throughout your circulatory system. There are muscles in your legs that exert pressure on your blood vessels to push blood back up to your heart. It is pressure that gets water from the root of trees to several feet into the tips of the branches and to the leaves. It is pressure that builds up that causes a geyser to spew out water. It is pressure that causes the volcano to erupt lava and gases hundreds of feet into the air. And those are just examples of pressure that we can see and measure. There are pressures that are not visible or tangible and sometimes difficult to measure, but are evident nonetheless. We've seen athletes perform greatly early in the season, but when the team has a three to four must-win game stretch on the line, their performance wanes due to the pressures of winning. Or even within a game, especially in a basketball game, when the player hit the crucial or game-tying or game-winning free throws with mere seconds left on the clock, like a game seven of a playoff series, when those free throws could win the series or send you on summer vacation. There are pressures to perform as a student. You know, when a test is given, yes, you studied, but this is the test over the things you've studied all year. Will you retain the information? Is it a timed test? Or is it the SAT or ACT? This is serious. This could be the difference in a scholarship, a free ride, or a couple of weekend jobs. Do you feel the pressure? There is the pressure as a leader to lead in a manner that motivates and cultivates growth, 
while at the same time not crushing those who he leads with the pressure to outperform. There is the pressure of parenthood to raise our children the best we can while we are still developing and growing, while we're trying to overcome the flaws of our own upbringing, while healing from our past, while wanting our children to do better than we did, but at the same time not pushing too hard so that we don't push them away. Pressure. Then there is the pressure that the godly person endures each day. We are spiritual individuals that live in flesh that is antithetical to our spirit, a flesh that is self-indulgent and never satisfied. As the Apostle Paul would describe it, anytime I want to do good, evil is right there with me. So upon every thought, every decision, there's another layer. Is this for God or is this for the flesh? Is this his will or is it my will? And our own flesh will lie. So you're familiar with the test analogy I gave earlier, right? Imagine now the cunning wording of some true or false questions mixed in with the T and F looking blurry or switching sides. This is the pressure of sometimes trying to do good. Solomon says there is a way that seems right, but in the end is death. Let me underline that for you. Not that there is good and bad. That is as obvious as black and white. But what about the way that seems right? How many times have you messed up in life doing what seemed right? Pressure. But that leads to the next point. How do we deal with the pressures of life? There are usually two paths one can take. Oh, wait a minute. I've given a fork in the road analogy. Someone is experiencing pressure right now. But really, there are two ways you can deal with pressure. Avoidance or acceptance. One can spend their life trying to bob and weave, duck and dodge to avoid pressure. But in turn, that creates pressure in itself. Kind of how a person tries to avoid making a mistake. Sometimes focusing on not making a mistake causes fear and often a tendency to make a mistake. So trying to avoid pressure situations can create a pressure situation. One main reason this creates pressure is that there are some pressures you cannot avoid. Just last week, I was headed to a meeting that was 25 miles away. The meeting was scheduled for 6 o'clock, which is a little after rush hour. But in order to make it on time, I'd have to leave during rush hour, which means I'd have to allot for more travel time. GPS estimated it would take me 41 minutes to make it that GPS estimated that it would take me 41 minutes to make it during rush hour. So being the planner, I left an hour and 10 minutes in advance. As I traveled, I found there were two accidents I had to out-navigate. GPS suggested a detour that would put my arrival at 5.50 instead of the path I was on that had me arriving at 6.10. Now, I left in more than enough time, but could not avoid the accidents. 
Do I stick to this path or do I take the detour? Arriving late to this meeting could communicate a lack of planning. Pressure. I took the detour, only to find that everyone else took the detour as well. Well, midway on the detour, GPS updated and said that my arrival would be 6 o'clock. I finally get off at the exit. I'm three miles away from my destination, only to find out that the main road was blocked to one lane. Long story short, I arrived five minutes late. No matter how much I wished or wanted, planned or prepared, I found myself stressing trying to make up what I could not change. At most, I had to accept the situation as it was. Those who are great, those who succeed and excel, they embrace pressure. They use it. When we are under stress or pressure, our bodies prepare to fight, for flight, and sometimes we freeze. In that preparation, we are pumped with cortisol and adrenaline. Cortisol and adrenaline are hormones that act as natural steroids pumped through our veins. This rush of hormones causes our quick twitch muscles to fire with hair trigger sensitivity, which for some causes trembling. It causes focus to be laser sharp, and for some it causes tunnel vision. Now, for those just worried about school test results, this cortisone and adrenaline just causes an upset stomach and nervous trembling. But for a professional athlete, They use it to help their muscles fire quickly. They use the tunnel vision to focus on the end zone or the basket. They accept and embrace the pressure and use it for their benefit. The Apostle Paul talked about embracing pressure. I press on toward the goal. There are pressures that we face that are causing constant resistance against our acceleration. I press on. There are pressures that are pulling us back to our previous levels of comfort, which hinders our forward progression. I press on. There are internal pressures that are causing us to question our commitments, question our competency, or even question our qualifications. I press on. Yes, pressure can burst pipes of our resolve, causing us to explode or snap. But it is also pressure that can develop an inner strength that is as strong or stronger than the obstacles that we face. Some levels of strength cannot be obtained without pressure. You are a survivor of pressure. Pressure that overwhelmed others and even crushed them are the pressures that you endure daily. I press on. You press on. Thank you for sharing a word with Anthony Walker.